Shalom to all. Today we're going to learn the very last Mishnah Masechah Shviyas and the very first Mishnah Masechah Shumais. And today's Mishnah is to bring learn Lilu Nishmas Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Yaakov Meishah Hurt Nisham Shad Avin Olio and Beschos Rachel Basar Gitol and Daniel Yazber Inspire Rachel They Should Be Gebench with Zerushal Kayama Bekarav Mamish. And this last Mishnah Masechah the Mishnah Taz tells us Hamachzer Chayv B'Shviyas. Someone who returns a chayv, someone who repays a loan that they borrowed, even though it was canceled by Shemitah. The Chachamim are very happy, they're very pleased with what he just did. As we said in previous Mishnahs, he doesn't have to return that loan, Shvi has cancelled it, but he returned it anyway, the Chachamim are happy with him. Another thing the Chachamim are happy with is if someone borrowed money from a Ger whose children became Gerim with him, if that Ger dies, he doesn't have to return the loan to the children. However, if he did return it, the Chachamim are very happy with him. Now, Chazal tell us that when a person becomes a ger, that's kekatan shenoyla dami. It's like he's a brand new child. And therefore, anyone that previously was considered his relative, his mother, father, sister, brother, children, all of them halachically are now not considered his relatives because he's like a brand new child and it's not like he has any halachic relatives. So we have this ger, we're going to call him Avram, and he became a ger with all of his children. Now he lent money to our fellow whom we're going to call Ruvain. And now our ger Avram died. So Ruvain doesn't have to pay that money back to Avram's children. That's because his children aren't halachically considered his children, so therefore they don't halachically inherit him. They don't yarshin him. Therefore Ruvain technically doesn't have to pay that back. However, if he does pay it back, the Chacham are very happy with him. And on to one more thing the Chacham are happy with, is call him a Tautalin Niknin B'Meshicha. We know the Metautalin, movable objects, the way that we're kind of them, the way that we can acquire them is with Meshicha, by lifting them or pulling them, bringing them to oneself. If you buy something that moves, like a pen or a safer or a water bottle or a bike, the way that you're kind of it halachically, the way that it becomes yours halachically, is by being Meshicha to yourself, by pulling it to yourself. So technically, before Meshicha happens, even if you pay for the item, if you never Meshech it, if you never took it towards yourself, so then you can go back on the sale. Imagine you put down money for a brand new bike, and then right then your phone rings and someone calls you and said, hey, down the block, bikes are for sale for half price. According to the halacha, you are allowed to back out on that sale because you were never Meshech the bike towards yourself. But the Meshach concludes by telling us, Anyone that keeps to his word, the Chacham are very happy with him. This is referring to a situation where the person didn't even pay for it. He just walked into the store and he started talking with the store owner and they agreed okay, I'm going to buy that bike. Now, even though their agreement that he's going to buy the bike doesn't mean that he has to buy it, and technically, if he wants to say, you know what, forget about it, I don't want to buy it, he's allowed to do that, but if he keeps to his word and he buys the bike, so then the Chamim are happy with him keeping his word. With this, we finish the last mission of the Masechta. Mazel Tov for finishing Masechah Shviyas. We should be zechah to finish all of Shisha Sidrei mission together. And now moving on to Masechah's Trumais. So even though we have spoken about Truma in every single Masechta we've learned up until now, it's always worthwhile to do a quick Chazara. So let's just remind ourselves about a few basic halachas that have to do with Truma. So in Eretz Yisrael, once a person harvests his produce and gathers it all together, it becomes chayv to have Trumas and Maes separated from it. First, Truma is separated, that's for the Kayin, then Meiser is separated, that's for the Levi. As an aside, the Levi has to separate Truma's Meiser and give that to the Kayin, and then either Meiser Shani or Meiser Ani is separated. Now, it's usher to eat produce before Truma is separated, and one that does so is Chayv Misa Bidei Shemayim. That's pretty harsh. Now, we also know that only Kayhanim, their family members, and servants are allowed to eat Truma. Anyone who's not one of these people that we just mentioned is not allowed to eat Truma, and there's also a pretty severe 
penalty if they do so. Now, the Torah doesn't tell us exactly how much truma needs to be separated in order to potter the produce, and therefore, according to the most basic halacha, even a tiny amount, a mashahu, will potter this produce. However, the Chachamim did set a minimum amount that one should give, and that's either a 40th, 50th, or 60th of the produce over here. Now, what type of produce is chayv and truma? The only types mentioned in the Torah are actually dagon, tirash, and yitzar, grain, grapes, and olives. And because of that, many hold that truma of other produce is only midrabanon. But either which way, whether it's the irisa or drabanon, truma has to be separated from just about every single type of produce that grows in Eretz Yisrael. Now, those are just a few basic halachas, and obviously we're going to be encountering many more detailed halachas as we learn the Masechta. So here we go, Mishnah Aleph. The Mishnah tells us, There's five people that are not allowed to separate truma. And even if they did separate truma, their truma is not valid. Many times we say that a person is not allowed to do something, but if they do it, okay, but the Yavid, it works. Over here we're saying, if these people take off truma, it doesn't work. Even by the Yavid, it's like nothing happened. Who are these people? The first three are all grouped in the same category. A cheresh is someone who's deaf-mute. A shaita is someone who's not mentally stable. They're a shaita. We all know what a shaita is. And a katan, this is one who's under Barabbas Mitzvah. Now, the reason why they're all grouped together is because they're considered lav b'nei dea. They're not considered like they have das. They're not considered mentally competent enough to accomplish something that needs das. So therefore, if they take off truma, it's not valid at all. Number four is Vahatayrim as Sha'ina Shaloi. Somebody takes truma off of something that's not his. Reuven goes into Shimon's house or into his granary and he takes truma off of his stuff. He's trying to do a favor for his friend, but his friend never told him to, so then that would not be valid even by the Yavid. Obviously, if he allowed him to take off Truma or he asked him, please take Truma off of my stuff, of course that would be valid. The last one is Nachri Shatar Meshal Yisrael. If a non-Jew took Truma off of Yisrael's stuff, Afil Bershos, even if he was allowed to do so, Ain Truma Say Truma, that's not valid Truma. We need to have a Yid taking Truma off, not a non-Jew, so therefore it's not valid. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow's Mishnah Beis and Gimel with a few more details about some of these people. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.